Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s form a combat conga line and talk about anime. First up, pretty sure he's a Catholic bear. It's Andy. I'm too thin for that and too atheist. <laughs> and he's firing a big, hot, thick one through his rear. It's Josh. <sighs> Did the things that have come out of there today have not been pleasant. Oh, I forgot. That's really fitting. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, it'll fit oh, eventually. Man. And I am Senior Soup Spoon, Bill. <laughs> Is that why you're wearing that really weird sombrero? Yes. Although visual jokes won't work if anyone's watching. Right, still. right. We are currently live. Because, right? I mean, they will work. They'll work, but they won't work. Yeah, we're live, guys. Hey, guys. Tuning Japanese, episode 25. Guys, 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 we have been trying to start this episode for a very long time tonight. <laughs> How is everyone doing? I'm full of noodles, so I'm happy. So you're going to be firing thick, hot noodles out of oh. your rear eventually. God, I hope not. <laughs> Usually I just make turds like regular people. <laughs> Josh, how you doing? I, uh, uh, things are coming out of my body, and it's not pleasant. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. That's terrifying. It is. That's why we're recording online today. Yeah! So I'm sorry if the, if the audio quality does sound different than normal. Uh, we are doing this remotely. Uh, on uh, not Google Hangouts, but we are we're on Google Hangouts, but we're broadcasting on YouTube and we're also broadcasting on uh, on Twitch. So, so if you can hear Josh shitting his pants, uh, <laughs> then, then, then good on you. Good on you. <laughs> Fraud. Uh. Uh, so yeah, we've uh, we've got episode twenty five of Excel Saga. We will not be held responsible. And guys, <sighs> this is technically the finale of the anime. Yes, indeed. Yay. Actually, that was a delayed yay. I was expecting a little more than that, Bill, but all right. I'm tired of this anime. Before we get to reviewing this wonderful episode of Excel Saga, uh, ow, I can't twist this off. Oh my God, it's like stuck. You have little girl hands. Oh, leave my girl hands out of this. Ow, it's supposed to be a twist off, but it's not twisting off. Fuck! What the well, hell? The good part, the good news is you've ever, ever run out of toilet paper, your hands are nice and soft. Oh my god, shut <laughs> up, you asshole. No, seriously, it's not twisting. I think it's, I think they used the wrong bottle or something. Oh, there it goes. Okay, never mind. I am in awe at your lack of opening a beer skill there, Andrew. <laughs> um, To be fair, it's not beer. It is uh, Jack Daniels' down-home punch. I like the Lynchburg lemonade. I almost got that instead. They were all on sale, so I should have got that. But, well, eh, I, I got the one that I know that I, at least I liked, so so there we go. Uh, and also tonight, I have been drinking Blue Moon Cinnamon Horchata Ale, which, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> which the best way I could possibly describe this is a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch with Blue Moon Ale poured over the top. 
it sounds a lot better than it sounds, folks. I it promise sound, you. Okay. It sounds, sounds a lot better, better than, it sounds. than it sounds. Wait. It sounds better. It tastes, tastes, it tastes after you drink all six of them, you don't give a <laughs> shit. It tastes better than it sounds. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I may be a little tipsy now. Uh, so we uh, before we get into the review, let's talk about some nerd news. Josh, yes, take it away. All right. Well, this broke last week, and kind of a yes. shame we missed it. However, big news, folks, um, especially if you're a big fan of... Good news, friends. Especially if you're a fan of uh, Funimation and Crunchyroll, well, they have brokered a deal with one another to share content. Uh, Looks like what's going on is they're going to be doing some uh, opportunities to cross-stream on their their two different formats, on the Funimation app and uh, Crunchyroll's app. Uh, It'll be called Crunchymation. 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 That's pretty awesome, actually. Or funny roll. (laughs) I think that was on the menu tonight where I was. I've seen a few of those. Uh, It's not not pleasant. Uh, But anyway, Funimation is going to be able to take some of the uh, shows that uh, Crunchyroll has already licensed and subbed, and they're going to do dubs for those shows. And at the same time, uh, Crunchyroll will be able to take some of Funimation's shows, especially the ones that they have licensed that they are uh, simulcasting and be able to simulcast on their service as well as on Funimation. So that way, if you, if you don't have the Funimation app, but you want to watch uh, shows that, they, that they're simulcasting from Japan, you can now go through your service on Crunchyroll and be able to check that out. And if Crunchyroll's got a show that you want... And like us, we love dubs, but they're not dubbed yet. Funimation's going to be dubbing them. So I wonder uh, how extensive that kind of tra- or kind of sharing is going to be. Like how many animes that we're going to see across? Because um, you know, I have I, I do watch Funimation. Um, I have Crunchyroll on my PS um, Four, but Crunchyroll absence. I don't have an account. You have to watch like tons of ads, like in between the episodes. So right. that's interesting to think that we'll get like some extra content. That's yeah, cool. um, and like they'll make they... you watch two animes at once simultaneously. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, I, and some of the titles that they are uh, going to be cross streaming uh, looks like uh, from Funimation's collection, it'll be uh, D Gray Man Hollow, uh, First Love Monster Puzzle, and Dragon's X. Uh, they're also going to be uh, showing Cowboy Bebop, Psychopaths, Dragon Sex, Puzzle, and Dragon X. <laughs> not, not, not Dragon Sex, but dear God, that would be kind of creepy. Who knows? We may start reviewing on this show. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? There you go. Some of the there newer stuff. It takes us about six months to get through an anime, so maybe when we're 40. <laughs> uh, Bill, do you, do you, <laughs> Bill, do you have any nerd news this week? What, every week? <laughs> what, you mean for the nerd news? I just did some last week. <laughs> Not everything new? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess I'll go then. Uh, so, <laughs> I have some more anime-related uh, nerd news this week. All right. Uh, Pokemon-related nerd news, which I'm pretty excited okay, about. Okay, I'm going to bed now. So, it was just recently... I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna be I can't hit you in person. God damn it! The very we can't do any slap bits because we're not actually in the same room. Hey, and no, we'll you can start that. making bored, sleepy jokes when you shut up about Overwatch. There you go. I so, haven't spoken about Overwatch in three episodes, at least. Um, I'm pretty sure I tagged 
uh, Overwatch in the last episode because you mentioned it. I yeah, tag I, it every time you mention it. Yeah, so I don't think that's true. So Pokemon, uh, there was a brand new announcement out about a brand new series of shorts, uh, not the <laughs> ones you wear, but like <laughs> short cartoons uh, based in the Pokemon world. Okay, and it's Pokemon be called, and po- MeUndies have <laughs> joined <laughs> forces. No, uh, it's going to be called Pokemon Generations, and Pokemon Generations is going to be a series that is going to be inspired by the games more so than the anime was. Now, the anime obviously was was connected to the games, and we saw some connections with things that happened in the games that transfer over. But the anime took a lot of, if you've ever seen the anime, they take a lot of license and just kind of make up their own shit. <laughs> Pokemon Generations, the goal is they're going to be 18 episodes where each one takes to, uh, kind of connects to a really iconic thing that happened in one of the Pokemon games. So, for example, they're going to have, I think they're going to have, like, the, like, the fight with Giovanni at the end of, like, Pokemon Blue and Red, like, that whole thing and the whole Team Rocket sort of thing, that's going to be uh, one of them. Uh, In Pokemon... What was it? I can't remember which one, uh, what Pokemon game it was from, but uh, there was a Pokemon game where the first one where you could catch quote-unquote shiny Pokemon or ones that ended up like different colors and rare, and the first one you can get was Gyarados. They're going to do a short based on catching the red Gyarados, so that's kind of cool. The first, I believe the first two episodes are actually available online at this point. Uh, I don't know exactly where those are. I'll, I'll post a link if I find exactly where they are. I think it's on the uh, official YouTube channel for Pokemon, if I remember correctly. So uh, those will be really interesting. And one of the cool things about it, and I think that you might dig this a little bit more, Bill, is that they're gonna it's going to have a much more dark and a little more gritty feel to it. So, you know, it's not just going to be like Ash hugging a Pokemon the entire time. So it'll be like... This character, this episode, Michael Vick. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but they're gonna. It's gonna be a little more realistic. There's gonna be a little more focus on the violence of battle, and it's not gonna be quite so sugar Cody sweet. So yeah, that's my nerd news. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to watching those. That'll be a ton of fun. Sounds interesting. Uh, maybe some mini reviews down the road. I think that's a great idea. That would be awesome, actually. Like, posting some mini-reviews along the way. Yeah. Post a couple of mini-sodes. That'd be great. I should yeah. do that. Sounds like something I could yell, screen, yell the screen for. We will move into the review, then, I All guess. Right. This is episode 25 of Excel Saga. <laughs> we will not be held responsible. And, guys, this <laughs> is a good finale. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed this finale. Very, very good. So, Josh, it is your week to close out the anime. Now, I want to make one mention here before we start. We say this is the finale, and that is true. But there will be one more episode of Excel Saga after this. Uh, Episode 26, Going Too Far, which is essentially, as we'll find out next week, an episode where the writers, the producers, the animators, everyone just kind of had to free kind of a heyday and they could kind of do the things that would not get past the censors for the <sighs> that's something else which so. is some crazy shit that is some yeah. crazy shit so josh yes sir take it away oh okay thank you we open in the very standard fashion for a final episode one no theme song and two, we just kind of get this uh, setup of the uh, of our final players uh, coming together in the final act with one notable difference though we hear Koshi Rikto fighting with Nabashin over this episode. And the fact that Koshi Rikto is pissed off about what Nabashin has done to his product 
while Nabashin is asking for him to get his permission to just end it. And the argument devolves into an actual fist fight. Oh, well, I was going to say, I love, I love this part because on the screen, we get to see this scene of the robots fighting uh, against El Palazzo in this big combat. But in the background, we don't hear that. We hear them fighting Nabashin and Koshirikdo. And that, that was cool. I thought that was a cool pair, like a, a par- it's like parallelism in a way, right? You've got like this one thing going on here that could be equated to what was going on in the anime in some level. I thought that was a really neat effect. Well, while you know, while we were having this whole setup, we saw some different images. I'd like to point out a couple of them. First off was the unicorn mech with a ballistic missile protruding from the midsection. And it's piloted by Ka- Kabapu and Shioji of all people. So guess who made that little thing? Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, we've got the Daitenzin acro- approaching across this fortress from the in the wasteland on their moped or their their Vespa cruiser there. Il Palazzo attacking mm-hmm. uh, attacking the creepy boner uh, mech with with missiles, and of course the yeah, it's got a giant missile boner. Yeah, I feel like the missile's too high on it for it to really be a boner joke. Yeah, I think they the animation was a little weird on that. Yeah, I I, I thought maybe it was supposed to be a boner joke, but it it. Didn't look like it. Perhaps it was a little off. It was an abdomen penis. Right. And of course, the last thing is uh, we see the Fortress of a Cross landing on City Hall. No theme song! It's true. No theme song. Zero theme song. Oh, wait. Jump right into this. So, during the fight between Nabashin and Koshirikto, Nabashin says, as they're arguing, and uh, I can't remember what Koshi says specifically, but then Nabashin reacts and answers with, is a bear Catholic? Like, kind of like a, a duh sort of thing. What the fuck does that mean? I don't... It's putting together two common jokes. Is the Pope Catholic? Uh-huh. There's a bear shit in the woods. Oh, I get it now. Really? Yeah. Didn't get that. No, did not. PC stands for personal computer. I just now got that. that. Yes, that's exactly what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for for that. I appreciate that. Um, Am I officially the smart one on the show? Uh, as of right now, <laughs> I, yes. Yes, you are. Um, definitely tonight. Just I mean, in general. I, I'd say, I'd say we're, we're both the smart ones, but um, I've been drinking. so. And I just feel I like did the blow your mind like one ep- once an episode. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Does that mean you're a better researcher for the show too? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll go with that. Uh, I am. I am. <laughs> how Josh says probably. Uh, I, Josh, I can't on. argue that right now. So we go to uh, the Daitenzin team, and they're discussing a plan to get into to get the secret weapon out of City Hall, and that Across's floating fortress has landed on it. Awada, uh, of course, says that if he can uh, sell his life to save the city, he'd gladly would. To which everyone starts commenting that it would be a bargain for the city. Apparently his life co- is lit means little monetarily speaking. That is true. That is true. But of course, Watanabe doesn't care about Iwata's life or the life of his comrades. He just wants to save Hyatt. I mean, Miss Sumiyoshi. So he just speeds off on the scooter and the team grabs on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, you said Miss Sumiyoshi. Do you mean Miss Ayasugi? Oh, you're right. So, of course, Kabapu is also noting that Il Palazzo knows where the secret weapon is and has cut Il Palazzo off. And we cut to, or actually, no, not cut Il Palazzo. 
we cut to Il Palazzo yeah. gloating over the fact that he has one-upped his nemesis, Kabapu. Hyatt then appears under the uh, projected screen, which I thought was very cute. Even notates it herself, which is hail Il Palazzo from under the screen and updates him on the status of the Ditensin force, utilizing a combat conga line attack formation. Il Palazzo does order that they be killed in one shot out of respect for their efforts because it's a show of respect. And uh, Hyatt requests that they fire a big, hot, thick one from behind the base. Did Bill write this script? Uh, I don't think so. Are you sure? <laughs> you sure you didn't get any uh, any r- random money from uh, ADV back in 1999? Do I look like I have random money from ADV? Oh! Gee, does it look like ADV had any money to give? Um, <laughs> there too. Wow. So, of course, they fire the missile, and uh, Watanabe uh, just screams at the missile and goes, Why can't they fight us barehanded? Wada responds, I'm hungry, which is probably one of my favorite lines. Yeah, that is kind of random. Yeah. And, well, they're saved when the missile is stopped by the aroused unicorn mech's hand. Which, by the way, why are they so confused about this? Because they didn't see... Wouldn't they know that, like, Kabapu has a big robot? Like, they... That doesn't make... I don't know. Maybe I guess they left early. They left before. They, yeah, strange. they left before and, uh, Kabapu and Shioji got into the mech. Oh, okay. Hey, Josh. Here's a question. Okay. You're our anime expert. Why is the robot? Why is the robot a moose? I was thinking it was more of a unicorn, and I'm not quite sure. A unicorn? How do you get a unicorn he's out of that? He's got a single horn on his head. No, he's a fucking moose. No, he's got a horn. He's got a. Horn. He's probably a Kieran. <gasps> No, he had, like, moose I think antlers, Bill, didn't he? I think Bill's right. I think that might have been a Kieran, actually. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to go with moose. Because that's what the Thunder Griffin sword was in real, was in, in Japan, was a Kieran. Huh. It wasn't a griffin. Interesting. Did it look like a griffin? I don't know. It looked like a moose. <laughs> so, oh, and uh, I also want to note that there's a writing on the, uh, on the uh, missile boner, and it's called the Ballistic Buddy. The ballistic buddy. <laughs> so, Kabapu decides to order the Daitenzin to slip into the unprotected rear while he engages the front. No, no, seriously, Bill, did you write this? This sounds like a pun you would have wrote back in 2000. It sounds like a rusty trombone. <laughs> I, I have to say, though, too, uh, Shioji actually calls out the blatant male posturing and possible rape jokes. Yeah. He calls that out pot yeah kettle i I caught that too ah jesus this show is getting crazier so uh awada like most power ranger fanboys asks the big question why didn't they use the big mech early on which uh apparently good question Apparently, Robomatsu has the answer. The mech was designed for putting down riots, and premature utilization would have cut down on its effectiveness. Or she just fed us a bunch of bullshit, like in Star Trek. I don't know. What What do you think? I don't know, honestly, on that part. I'm not really sure which it is. <laughs> I'm going to go with your explanation there about the Star Trek bullshit. So we cut to the mech attack action sequence, which is pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And Andy, you want to kind of describe some of that action? Because I know you're really good at descriptors, Mr. Ryder there. <laughs> Am I? Uh, 
So, if I remember, I don't. I want to make sure I'm getting this correct. Was this uh, was this when he lifts up the dome? At the or is this later? Yeah, at the very end, he does lift the dome. Yeah, because there's like a whole bunch of like gunfire and shooting and poop poop poop, and Uplatso's like, oh no, shooting poop poop poop. Like, yeah, and, and he's like, oh, we're gonna win. And he like lifts it up, he's like, whoa, and uh, yeah, that was that was it. And then then yeah, and then the Titans force goes in. Beautiful description, Andy. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm. Thank you. I. 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 I, I practice. Hey, look, Excel's here. And it took us almost. Oh my God, Excel! It took us five minutes and guys, to get to this point. Guys. Yes. She sings her song. She gets a song this episode, and I love when she gets yeah. songs. Her song is, "I don't understand it, but I'm still me." And I don't think this is the tune. I'm just going to sing it like this because I think the all Excel songs should be sung this way. Pop tarts and cinnamon rolls are really good with tea. It's a really good song. <laughs> well, after she gets done, si- Lip Biscuit should sing it. After she gets done <laughs> singing this song, uh, she begins to monologue about the fortress and it's and how it's poorly maintained. When a bunch of uh, <laughs> when a bunch of the ignorant raiders pass her by without stopping it's stopping that, her that and they uh, drop a gun, and Excel takes it and continues on her journey of self discovery. Because she still can't remember anything. Cut to Il Palazzo's ambitious shadow, which begins to talk to him and tells him that he needs to continue with more conquests. Even going so far as to suggest that Il Palazzo eliminates those in the cross as they are holding him back. Hey, did you mention... What? Did you mention that Excel picked up uh, picked up the gun? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay, because like the line, I love, I love her line. I love her line, line. When she says, oh, look! A gunnish like object. How convenient. <laughs> like even she's like, yep, this is a this is that moment where you get that like uh, you know, really convenient plot point to try to bring us right to the end in that like, gun to gun sort of competition. Right, right, cuz we got to have that moment. Uh so, we have to. Uh, as required uh, by law. <laughs> as Il Palazzo begins I to recover God, from the state law. As uh, Il Palazzo begins to recover from his uh, mental assault, he accidentally pulls on the rope and sees the opening of the of the pit and begins to opine about feelings of loneliness. Yeah, it's such a nice touch. He misses Excel. Yes, he does. Cut the pe- Pedro Sheen and... He loves Excel, guys. Cut the Pedro Sheen and Sandora Sheen taking on that man who wants to be called Lord That Man. Better than, better than Pedro Sheenus. But anyway, right. go ahead. Pedro and Sandora begin to talk strategy while that man begins his evil monologue. You know the type where the evil I win speech, and uh, this is the reason why that evil overlord list was making was made, simply because they're talking over him while he's still monologuing. I think it's brilliant. Uh, and I love the line that comes out from uh, that man uh, because they they start using some pretty uh, macho esque. Uh, you know, final sacrifice lines and everything else. And finally, that man just goes, the more cheesy lines you speak, the more your ultimate defeat will stink. And then Pedro says, Pedro's feet will not smell like cheese. And then Pedro unleashes his Nabe Meha Meha wave on that man. Yes, but, uh... Oh, he counters. Counters with his senior suit, senior soup spoon attack. And hey, guys. Yes, but... but- Guys, yeah. guys, we get a DBZ-esque yeah. uh, beam battle going. 
the beams. They're, yes. they're, they're, they're fighting for position. It's awesome. Yes, DBZ, Queen Beryl, and uh, Princess Serenity. Yes, those kind of things. And also, we get a great line where the great will of the macrocosm slash Pedro's sexy wife, because they're one person being thing uh says oh you're so awesome i'd feel weak in the knees if i had them <laughs> such a great line that's probably the line of the episode right there <laughs> so we cut back to the Ditensins using reduced power attacks on the citizens you know so they don't kill them awada takes a look around and starts calling out for the boss character but they still need to get the secret weapon out of the basement at which point they walk off and watanabe runs into hyatt and they meet up and we see that Hyatt is holding a very familiar looking 45 caliber silver or nickel plated revolver with a six with six shots, double action and a top breaking reloading mechanism that fires 45 caliber long Colt ammunition. Sounds really familiar. Yeah, very, very familiar. Where's, where's that from? I, 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 I don't know at this point. I can't remember. Okay. I didn't do that research. I got nothing. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. You didn't do that research? Or any research? Right. Yeah! Ah. So, uh... Um, ah. <laughs> so, uh, Watanabe once again espouses that he's he needs to save her, and then possibly, and we get the choices again, one, smooch, two, hug, three, more, or four... Can you guess what four is? I hope it's put it in. Put it in for the win. Hyatt takes aim at Watanabe and declares that she is with a cross and takes her shot. And we cut before we see if he got shot or not. No, they cannot do this to me. You cannot shoot and kill Watanabe. They're supposed to be together and have little children together. Oh my God. Cliffhangers, motherfucker. Got to build the tension somehow. No, I I I don't like that. So the ignorant writers outside there attacking the mech decide to shoot the knees out as per the rules uh, because they are the weakest points on any mech. So essentially they've uh, they've modeled their mechs uh, after the weak points on the original Metal Gear in the very first Metal Gear video game. It, it's a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had to take out the knees. Sounds accurate. So if- sure. See, I'm glad, I'm glad you understood that because I was going to ask you about what that reference was. Um, because like when they talked about like, take out the knees and then like they get shot in the knees and then in like the cockpit, she's like, oh my God, they shot the knees and Kaupu's like, uh, well, that's a rule of course. And I'm like, I don't get this reference. So is that, is that from that? Yeah. Uh, the only way to take out the mech in Metal Gear is to throw grenades at the knees. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad I know that now. Yeah. The more you know. So the me- Josh did research. <laughs> so the mech is Josh brought the game once. It's finally relevant. <laughs> so the mech is brought down, but not before it climaxes. I mean, launches the pervertedly placed Whoa! missile. <laughs> Whoa! Watch it again. It, it falls does, and it, it launches does. the missile. <laughs> Although, although that's not really a climax when your entire penis comes off. Like, I'm, I'm sorry to say that that's not how that works. Flaming penis attack. Flaming <laughs> penis attack. It, 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 oh it is God. when it's the super climax. No, I apparently have never had a super climax. Apparently. I'm sorry. <laughs> apparently I'm missing out. <laughs> Only one person, and that was Ron Jeremy. Oh. Wait. No. No. You probably mean... John Holmes? Bobbit, right? 
wait, what? Okay, anyway, continue on. I'm referencing porn stars. I figured, but it didn't make any sense. But go ahead. Excel Bob is Evans ba- is a porn star? Not Bob Evans! God damn it. <laughs> I'm here to serve the sausage. <laughs> Bob as oh Evans is a porn star. That was a great uh, title. Bob Evans down on this chip. I think we. I don't think we could do two Bob Evans related <laughs> titles. titles. One fucking, series. Fucking Bob Evans twice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so Boob Evans and <laughs> you can make fucking Bob Evans twice. That's the title. <laughs> Just call it Boob Evans Part Two. Excel is back in the sick. The other one. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Boob Evans. Two boobs. The righty. <laughs> the slightly smaller one. Yes. Excel is back in the security room uh, from episode seven. We know this because she mentions she doesn't have much memory for the room except for that feeling that she knew it from episode seven. And then she has her hunger pangs, which causes her to think about Menchie, and then question why she was thinking about Menchie when she was hungry. Oh my god, this is starting to get kind of existential. Can we can we please move on? You know what they should have done to to really make that point really kind of stick? They should have had the Menchie screensaver again on the computer. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Been f- yes. They're doing tons of callbacks anyway, because it's the last episode, right. so they should have done a callback there. Um. And Excel finds that big control panel again and sees the map, and it leads to the top level. So she goes there. After the uh, uh, missile penetration, uh, Kawapu and Shioji arrive, and uh, we get some more dialogue about, you know, penetrating and fighting off sea monkeys. And, okay, seriously, did Bill write this? Yeah, that was weird. We cut to Il, Il Palazzo being ordered by the Shadow to kill the Daitenzins, Kabapu, and Shioji. Huh. Once again, rambling on and on about conquest. But anyway, we're at the break card. Break card! We're already halfway. Half Holy way. balls! Yes. Il Palazzo, under the Shadow's Holy influence, comments balls. on how he will kill all who get in the way of his conquest, even his friends. And of course, we get an example of when he shot Excel. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> Shioji orders the activation yes. of the ultimate weapon, and once again, we are reminded about how much of a creep he is because we see a cute little girl hit the button. Yep, uh, yeah, so we, we had to have one final pedo joke, uh, yeah. um, which is just disgusting. Was this the one that was, she's like slides down the slide and then lands on the button? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And actually, I think that was recycled Greetings footage, to- too. So we do see that the ultimate weapon is actually an army of Ropamatsu's number one. They're ordered to take over the fortress, which pretty much roughly translate that they wreck shit. They used uh, various uh, synchronized attacks, such as the laser eye attack, knee missiles, finger cutters, and I swear to you, that one thing from you know where. Oh, yeah, I caught that, too. That I caught that, too. From you know that was where. crazy weird. <laughs> yeah, that was so bizarre. So well, weird. a creep, so that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. I guess not. That's true. Yes. So the team stands in front of an ominous-looking door, at which Awada is quick to point out that that's the type of door that the final boss is in. And, of course, it opens, or he breaks it down with some kind of attack. No, seriously, 
that was the name of the attack he used to knock down the the door. Yeah. Some kind they of were, attack. They were getting lazy. <laughs> They were getting lazy at that right. point. They were running out of things to say, so it's like, some kind of attack. And Il Palazzo emerges some from the... Some kind of comment about this. And Lord Il Palazzo emerges from the shadows and proceeds to kick everyone's ass. No, seriously, he wrecks everyone's shit. No, like Matsuya gets hit into a wall. A fucking wall. And there's like a perfect circular indent in the wall where she gets hit. Crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lines, though, was uh, Ropamatsu number two screams out, fight fair and lose, damn it. Which is great because that's that's exactly what it should be, right? She's mm-hmm. going to the tropes of, you know, like, you should lose. You're not supposed to win this. Why are you possibly winning? We are actually doing the, the actual trope of the all the side characters who do really cool shit throughout the series are nothing to the main boss, to the main villain. That, that only the main character can take out the main yeah. villain. So we cut back to the beam de- beam battle when Sandora enters the fray and adds his own Nabe Meha Meha wave to the fight. But that man decides that he needs to get his foot in the door. Uh, well, by, by adding his foot to the senior soup spoon attack and actually begins to overpower the neophyte Afro warriors. There's so many great puns in this scene. <laughs> it's great. when he says, like, he talks about, like, I hope you like the taste of defeat right. and then, like, lifts his foot. Right. And it's great. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. And then we cut to Hyatt dead on the ground. And Watanabe comments that <gasps> that world conquest is impossible. But Hyatt feels that it could happen if Excel and Il Palazzo only got together. Bow chicka wow wow. So we do cut to Excel. She is now in the vacant throne room, commenting on the vague sense of nostalgia she gets. And as she does, Menchie ends up jumping out and pulling the the rope, which causes the pit to open up, and she just begins to freak mm-hmm. the fuck out. Like like it's like ah! It, it, it triggers Just something. Like that. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> it was something else. With all of his foes conquered, Il Palazzo begins to argue with the Shadow about being a conqueror. Oh, look, Excel lands in, uh, falls and lands in front of Il Palazzo. But Pedro and company show up. So we cut back to that man who begins to gloat over his victory and begins to commit N- Nabe Pedro and Nabi Sandora to an uncool death. When Nabashin. Space Butler, Tetch Maytel, and Antonio, you know, the, the guy from the uh, Lodge from the Snowden episode, appear and in, tr- oh, yeah. in a true Deus Ex Machina, all go into Afro mode and unleash Nabe Meha Meha waves along with Pedro and Sandora, wiping out that man, destroying his tower, and victory. Yeah, that really was, that's all it took. Yeah. A Deus Ex that should be one of those scenes that really choked me up where all the dead friends show up to help, but uh I felt nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't I don't blame you on that one. Like I feel I feel like Yeah, no, I, I definitely just think that that was really not not really a good build up for the end there. Yeah. I feel like they could have done more to really actually like do more. I was all like, Oh my god, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah no, it but, was, nah, but, no, it was but much, Andrew Andrew Space Butler was yeah. there. Space Butler! Yes. 
which is awesome. That's the good part. <laughs> that is the the the, the, the very the best very part. best part. So we cut back to Excel and El Palazzo drawing guns guns on each other. El Palazzo begging Excel to kill her, while Excel keeps going, "What you did to me! What you did to me!" Which, of course, they inevitably drop their guns because of their apparent feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. When the shadow appears and begins... They have parent right- feelings for each other? Yes, they have That's parent creepy. feelings. That's like when you, when a daddy and a mommy love each other very much. And then the shadow against the, begins to appear and begins ranting again about conquest. And let's face it, Excel's done with this existential... And resources! Existential bullshit. The shadow implies that he's a metaphoric representation, but Excel doesn't care because, well, she doesn't understand. And she literally beats up the metaphorical representation. It's true. Mm. It happens. I saw it. Mm-hmm. The power of stupidity. Yes. Yeah, no, it, it was actually, this is probably my favorite part of the episode. It is. Where the shadow, where the shadow's like, oh, we will rule. And she's like, shut up. And she just like punched him. He's like, oh, you bitch. And then she just like, that's it. It's the shadows. We control you all along. And she just like beats the ever living piss out of him until El Palazzo is freed. Well, I just like the idea that the shadow is pretty much saying that he's a metaphorical representation and Excel literally beats the shit out of it. That's what I'm saying. She's too stupid to understand what a metaphor is. So she beats it up anyway. Right. So the shadow does one last gambit, possesses Il Palazzo completely, and Excel refuses to fight him. But she does begin to comment that if Il Palazzo orders her to, let's say, sacrifice herself, she would, because if Il Palazzo truly means it, she would do anything for him, because loyalty and love are one and the same to her. At which point, Il Palazzo yeah. begins pleading with Excel to beat him, beat him up, Excel once again is like, no, I can't. And then finally he goes, do it, Excel. I order you to. Yeah. And there's a reference to the uh, the theme song, too. Love, loyalty. Mm, well, yes, because love and loyalty are you, one. Did you th- catch that? Love, yep. loyalty. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Excel. I pay attention to things. Yes, you do. Thank you. Excel does. She uppercuts the shit out of, out of Il Palazzo. The shadow is expelled. Mm-hmm. Everyone wins! Yay! Yay! We cut to see Shioji, who did survive that ass beating, god damn it, decide to set off to self-destruct on all the Ropamatsu units, who proceed to blow up the entire base. We catch the Daitensen force running away, Watanabe running away with a Hyatt, who praises Il Palazzo and dies again, and of course Watanabe's freaking out. Excel and... Excel mm-hmm. and Lord Il Palazzo are in the throne room. Excel talks about how she's been bad <laughs> and says she's ready to be punished. Yeah. So, of course, El Palazzo pulls the rope and she begins to drop. She goes, I actually do love this. And then mm-hmm. we see El Palazzo's joining her and she's she's astounded. She's like, wait, what? He goes, well, of course, this is the escape route. And I gotta say, I love, yeah, I love yeah. uh, El Palazzo's falling pose. It's just you know, because he's got that whole uh, thinking look while he's falling, and his cape is yeah. flapping. It just looks. <laughs> it's like, hmm. It's really cool. <laughs> I think they should have kissed, but they didn't. And I'm sorry. no, but they, but they said in unison that they're falling again. And we, but that would have been like the ultimate trope, right. like the, the the kiss at the end, right? Right. And of course, we see that the base explodes, and we pull away to the earth. Theme song! 
theme song, we get an extended credits. We get uh, where we see some different. We things. get we get the ending. We get the opening theme song as the closing credits, and we get yep. and we get a, a set of a montage pro a, a montage of prologue images, such as the Department of City Security back at work and a okay. Shioji and the Robomatsu's building a giant Robomatsu mech and A-OK, unfortunately. The Pedro Pedro and his family back in Mexico and happy again and A-OK. Menchi attempting to escape. I don't think we know that's Mexico. That's <laughs> true. We don't know for sure. Oh, they've always no, said racist. Mexico. I thought they said Mexico at one point. But we get uh, Menchi attempting to escape while Hyatt is lying dead in the apartment. Okay, that's a-okay. The great will of the macrocosm giving birth to a baby will, and a-okay. Yeah! And ex- that's awesome. And Excel ending ending up in Nabashin's apartment, about to murder him, like she did Koshi in episode one. And she's a-okay. And everything's gone full circle. I, I feel like that scene at the end where she's going to go kill Koshi... Or sorry, Nabashin. Nabashin right. is a is kind of like that last little bit of revenge from Koshi Richto. Uh-huh. Like Richto's like, like here you go. I want you to kill him now. Right. Like that. That's kind of right. what I thought about that scene. So we go to our final final card, episode twenty five. We will not be held responsible. All experiments up to this point failed, but the experiments but... may continue. It may, and it does, for at least one more episode. So, guys, holy balls, hold on to your butts. <laughs> but we just finished Excel Saga, for the most part, except for one more episode. This you lie. Canonical. But Excel Saga is in the books. Holy cow. The main plot is. So, now we move on to our favorite segment of what are our thoughts on this episode I'm going to start, because I never start. I always feel like I asked Josh or Bill, because I always introduce this to start. So I'll start. This is a good episode. I feel like it, it closed up a lot of the storyline, and in a good way. I feel that you have an opportunity to, if they did had wanted to, continue the story in any way, which they do in one episode, but if they wanted to go on beyond this, they could. You've got a cross back to the way it was. You've got, you know, a, you know you've got the civil servants that attends in force in place everything kind of comes to an end with a happily ever after almost in Mm -hmm. a way and there was a lot of really fun lines in this episode and i really enjoyed it it felt like a fully cohesive episode and i i definitely would highly recommend this one josh man there was a lot in this episode but yeah i i do enjoy this episode um a suitable end to all this random chaos and, and experimental episodes and, and all that. Uh, one of the other things I want to point out is this is once again, one of the best animated episodes of the series. They really brought up their a game with the animation on that. And I wanted to point that out. And I really severe, severely enjoyed every aspect. I mean, they, they, they pointed out, they, they made some obvious uh, uh, jokes like the whole existential bullshit uh, that was brought to a massive head in Evangelion, which came out three years before this series and had a huge impact on, on so many creators. And I think that was uh, Shinichi Watanabe's nod at that shit just got, got a little convoluted, but you know, 
here we are. We're just going to cut it off at a, at a good point. And I thought that was hilarious. That mech. Holy shit. That mech. I first saw that mech and I was like, what the fuck? That thing's got a boulder. <laughs> it just, I couldn't. St- yeah, no, it was pretty I awesome. Stop laughing at that. It's fitting. It, in the end, I, uh, it was a, a suitable end and a, 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 a roller coaster ride for sure. And I, I do enjoy it. Bill. Best part about this episode is it was the last one, and yet they managed to fuck that up. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Well said. Uh, Yeah, because we got one more. We still got one more after this. Yeah. So so that's it? That's it. That's one more. Nothing nothing redeeming or fun about this episode? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm getting so tired of the series. (laughs) I'm... (laughs) I think we need to, to to hit a reset button here and start a new anime soon, so that way Bill can find life again, right? Yeah, right. find happiness no, again. I, I feel like I feel like we're not doing his mental health any good here, and in some way no. or something. I mean, it, it, clearly it had all the tropes of a, a big end, so I suppose if that's what they were going for with the characters coming back and the big mm-hmm. a, apocalyptic fight and the happy ending and. Right. Even but, Sailor Moonish, where everything yeah. just starts over, kind of the same. Mm-hmm. So many Ropen Matsus, though. So many. Yeah. And that thing that comes out of you All know Ropen where. <laughs> so, uh, so not exactly a happy ending for uh, Bill there? It's not even over yet. That's true. We've got one more, guys. We've got <laughs> one more episode of Excel Saga. Episode, and we're going to use this as a segue, so thank you so much. Episode 26 of Excel Saga Going too far, which <laughs> is a bizarre oh, Jesus. fucking episode. And it's your last we'll review. There, uh, we'll get there next week. Yeah, it's my review. We're gonna come full circle. I started the reviews for this one, and we're gonna I'm gonna end the reviews for this one. All so right. we will talk about that anime, and it'll be it'll be fucking bonkers, is what it's gonna <laughs> Damn be. Damn, Skippy, gonna be it will be nuts. Absolutely bizarre. Uh, so, anything to add before we call this episode uh, to a conclusion? Anything, folks? Nope. Nope. I got nothing. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm pretty tapped out. All right, so am I. I think I'm, I'm pretty exhausted at this point. Uh, and a little drunk. So, until next time, uh, this has been tuning. Oh, my God, I did that wrong. Yeah, Bill, Bill, take us out. <laughs> I say, I, I thought that was my line, but... Continue. Eh. Until next time... This is Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s form a combat conga line and talk about anime. I'm Senior Soup Spoon Bill. I'm a Catholic bear. My name's Andy. <laughs> and I'm firing a big hot... Say it, Josh. I'm trying to see it. There he goes. I'm firing a big, thick Again, hot... Again, I can cut myself out. I'm firing a, a big, th- uh, big, hot, thick oh, wait, one from, from the rear... I'm Josh. Jesus Christ, so I have to. Oh, God. And mercifully, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Good night. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. To find out more about the show, visit tuningjapanese.com. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese. On Twitter at tuningjapanese and Tumblr at tuningjapanese.tumblr.com You can also send us any questions, suggestions, or feedback by emailing the show at tuningjapanese at gmail.com 
be sure to also leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Tuning Japanese is a part of the Questionable Endeavor Media Network. Visit questnnetwork.com for more information on our other podcasts in this network, including the Shadow Bay Podcast, Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, and the Geek and Gamer Guild. Kill me. I will. You did what you did to me. What I will do to you. But I can't do that to him. I cannot. I cannot kill, not hurt. I cannot. Lord. So I can't. Excel. I. Throw away your ambitions and drown in your emotions, will you? You have no right to be a conqueror! Excel finally understands! You are possessing Lord Palato and corrupting his heart! You little bitch! How dare you strike me! I'm a part of him! His subconscious unleashed in a Freudian... Excel's too simple to understand complex matters like this! There's only one thing that commands Excel's heart, and that's Lord Palato's word! Can you hit me now? Can you kick me? Can you hurt the real Il Palazzo? Then die! If Lord Il Palazzo orders me to die, I will do so. And if... if that is what Lord Il Palazzo truly wishes, then... I will. Excel. Defeat him, Excel. Defeat me. Defeat him along with me. But I... I order you! No, Excel! Stay away! Don't do as he says! Please! Love and loyalty are the same to me! Hey! Loyal Palazzo! Loyal Palazzo! I love you! Excellent. <laughs>